Hey there, everyone. This is the Mind Your Own Karma podcast, and this is Melissa, your host. I just want to thank everyone that's been listening. I have completed 15 episodes of Mind Your Own Karma. This will be my 16th and um, two of the Karma Files. And I just want to thank those of you that are listening and supporting me. This has been a crazy, busy um, ride of self-discovery and learning and just so, so much that um, I just want to thank everyone. I'm enjoying myself so much. And I could not have kept going without all you listeners. So I just want to give a shout out to all you guys and just thank you so much. If you have been listening to both Mind Your Own Karma and The Karma Files, I would really appreciate it if you would send me an email and kind of give me an idea of how you're liking both of the styles of the two podcasts. Uh, My full moon bonus episodes are quite different with the paranormal aspect, and I'm having a lot of fun with those. And I just kind of want to know, like, what's your feeling on it? And should I be doing more of those episodes? What do you want to hear? I'm really interested in that. So if you could please send me an email at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com, I would really appreciate uh, your input on that. And if you did listen to my last Karma Files episode on the Jamestown Hotel, I posted a photo that was taken in the basement by one of the employees a while back. And I have been getting some really interesting things um, that people are seeing in the photo. It is on my Instagram and Facebook pages at Mind Your Own Karma. I will have the links um, down below so that if you haven't seen it, um, I would really like to hear what you're seeing because... I am getting some answers. I've looked at this photo a lot and I was pretty sure about what I was seeing, but now I'm seeing other things that people are seeing and I can't unsee it now. And I'm just like, whoa, it's really crazy. So I'd be interested in seeing what you um, are seeing in the photo. So go there and make some comments and let me know what you're seeing. And last but not least, if you have any ghost stories, paranormal stories, strange stories, um, please email those to me and I will feature those on the podcast if I can make an episode out of them. So I'm looking for some stories. And again, send those to mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. In today's episode, I have a guest, Jaquetta, and I have known I call her Quetta. I have known Quetta for probably about 30 years, maybe 30 plus. Um, We used to be co-workers and um, I brought her on the podcast. She was actually probably my third interview and I interviewed her before I even started the actual podcast, before I launched. I was doing all kinds of interviews and kind of just trying to figure things out. And I, as soon as I knew about the podcast that I was going to do and what I wanted, how I wanted the podcast to be, Jaquetta just popped into my mind. Um, And I just thought her story would help so many people. And we're friends on Facebook. And so I've seen her journey. And she's such a open and giving and loving soul that I just thought this story 
might touch some people and might encourage some others that are listening. And so that is why I wanted to bring her on. She's a very private person. And so I am just so thankful that she decided to come on and do this because I know this is way, way, way out of her comfort zone. But she is, she sees that her story can make a difference with people. And so she's stepping out and um, stepping out and do this, doing the scary thing. So um, I'm very proud that she's listening to her heart and um, just stepping out and telling her story today. So I'm just going to give a little preface on her life story. When Quetta was 29 years old, she was married to Jerry, and they had two small little girls. Um, I think they were four and six years old at the time. And Jerry was a world well-known sky surfer. I believe he was one of like the first guys that ever was doing this. He was in commercials. He was in an Aerosmith video. He would go all over the country and probably all over the world doing this, competing, and um, also like, you know, judging competitions and all kinds of stuff. And he had been doing this for quite a while. And when he was 29 years old, he was in a competition and his parachute did not deploy. And he tried to cut that parachute away and tried to, um, tried to use his reserve chute. Um, but he was unable to do that in time. And so Jerry passed away and Quetta was left at the age of 29 with two little girls to try and raise and also try and grieve and figure out how to navigate life. Um, Jerry was her soulmate and they were just the cutest little couple. It was just a shock to everyone and least of all Quetta. So this is her story of survival, of navigating little kids and life and remarriage, and then just trying to figure out who she was again and the journey that she took with that. And I am happy to say that she has figured things out and it's just, I can hear it in her voice, how happy she is. So this interview started out with her, you know, telling her story about Jerry and um, all of that stuff. But at the end, when the interview was supposed to be over, we kept talking because we haven't talked for a while. And that's when now that I re-listened to the interview, because this, that part wasn't supposed to be in the episode, but I was listening to it. And as I was editing, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, she is just so happy. And the journey that brought her to that point is really what I want to focus on today. It was supposed to be, you know, how she navigated the death of her husband at 29 with kids. But when I re-listen to it now, I really want you to hear the message of hope and survival and happiness that she has now. That's just so incredible. And it's just so palpable. You can hear it in her voice from the beginning of the episode today to the end. You can hear the difference that of all the happiness that she has now. And I'm just so happy for her. She has learned so much through her journey, 
And she's just willing to open up and share that with you. So sit back and relax. And I hope you get some wisdom and guidance through her story today. Hello. Hi. It works. Good day. I know, right? Um, so good to see you. I'm so happy you decided to do this. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I posted um, this morning like a little meme that I made up um, that I kind of wanted to start with. And it says, the people that inspire me are the people whose souls were shattered, but they didn't le- let it keep them down. They made the decision to pick themselves up and learn from the process of healing. The most incredible part is they share their journey with others to encourage and inspire that growth in someone else. And that's the whole reason that I um, decided to do this podcast was to share those kind of stories because I feel like if something bad's going to happen to me, I want to learn from it. Right. First and foremost. Number two, I want to grow from it. And number three, I want to help other people or just encourage other people that are going through it that you can some positive things can come out. Mm-hmm. And so when I decided to do the podcast, you were just heavy on my mind um, and my intuition and my heart. And so I reached out to you and I'm so happy you decided to do it. And I think we both kind of talked about just kind of letting this flow and letting, you know, intuition kind of take its course and just kind of seeing um, where it goes. So this is totally unscripted. I don't have any preconceived questions or answers or anything like that. Yeah. So I hope that's good for you. (laughs) I don't know where you are now in the journey, because I think um, when you're dealing with grief and loss and that kind of thing, I think it's just a continuous journey probably and um, things Mm -hmm. up and, you know, that you, that you never thought would come back, you know, back up again and stuff. So I'm not sure where you're at, but if you could kind of tell us a little bit about your life's journey and, and where it took you. Um, see, this is where I get stumped is specific (laughs) questions. So, um, yeah, the part of the story you know about is when my husband died when I was 29 years old with two little kids. So that was the, uh, the rug being pulled out from under my feet. You know, we thought we had life figured out. We had a plan life just has a way of changing things. Um, the number one motivator for me to just keep going, it was my kids, you know? Yeah. Needed for me to hold it together and, and figure out life as it now looked. Um, the second part of that journey that you may not know about is I did get remarried and that turned out to be a very dark and abusive situation Mm. so then um we've had to deal with that as well yeah you had another daughter um, Uh uh-huh with with that marriage with the second one yeah Yeah. so how did you navigate like you know with the death of your first husband with the kids because I mean you had to also deal so how did you juggle that I mean did you like put them first and then later on you you know kind of dealt with your own grief and loss or you know what um I I don't think I really allowed myself to grieve for years Mm -hmm. it's probably happening now I felt like I had to keep it all together 
for them. Yeah. I didn't know things that I know now, you know, um, like just what, what do you know my, now? Uh, <laughs> well, like with your kids, allowing your kids to see you be vulnerable, to yeah. see you in pain and just to watch you grieve. Um, I didn't know that that would be the wise thing to do. That it was okay. That it was okay. At the time, my belief system told me to push it all down and act like everything was going to be okay. And trying to manifest that everything would be okay by just making it okay right now. Yeah. And did you think, Mm -hmm. do you think by doing that and not showing that side of you that it kept your kids from maybe grieving and maybe they felt like they needed to be okay too, to make you not sad? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Did they have to go to counseling or what, what process did you um, have with them? I took them to support groups um, through community hospice. They have support groups for spouses that have lost a spouse, people who've lost a parent. Um, so I did take them to support groups and um, that was it really. And so, then we just tried to go on with our lives. You so know? Would, you, um, would you say that helped you? Did you go to? I went a few times um, and just listened. It did help because um, it helped me to realize that I wasn't alone in this, just hearing experiences from other people, but I never shared in the group. Um, That's the hardest part for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, for some reason, I feel like, and I don't even know how to put it into words. Like my situation is so much less important than everybody else's. I don't want to burden people with my problems, um, stuff like that. Yeah. But I realize when you open up and you share your experiences and maybe what you've learned from it and how you've grown, that's how we help people. Yeah. That's where I'm at today. And that's why I chose to do this. Good. I'm so glad. So um, what was your support system back then? Anything, uh, anyone, family. your family, my family. Yeah. Cause I mean, you went to, we went to the same church at the time, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh. So yeah. did you, did you seek out anything there that helped you? Um, no, to be really. honest, no, no, there was no support there for me. My personal yeah. experience, um, mm-hmm. as a result of things that happened during that time, I actually stopped going. Yeah. I don't yeah. Go. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think you're like me. I'm just more spiritual now. And I kind of, I take a little bit from here and a little bit from there. And I mean, stuff that's like totally the opposite. And if it feels good to me and I'm not hurting anybody, it's nobody's business. Right. You know, it's so, exactly okay. how I feel. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is maybe you're just starting that to open that up and um, maybe it's getting to to where you're in a safe place to start feeling some of those feelings. And, but I mean, do you still feel like the, do you feel like you're, you're pushing them down and like, it, they're just, they're wanting to come out? No, not anymore. So for the last probably seven or eight years, I've had the time, the opportunity and allowed myself to think more about that time and what comes up and explore those feelings, you know, yeah. And just kind of sit with them and be with the grief if it needs to be there. Yeah. You know, I started practicing yoga when he passed away. 
Oh, okay. it started with meditation. And to be honest, um, my initial reason for starting yoga was kind of a rebellion to the church, to what <laughs> I was brought up to believe. Yeah. And I was so angry with God yeah. about what had happened. And I wanted to rebel and and having kids, you know, I wasn't going to drink or self-medicate. So my, my re- way of rebelling was like, okay, screw you. I'm going to do <laughs> this meditation thing that I was told that was like a bad thing to do. Isn't that um, crazy? Because it is a kind of a form of prayer. It, it Well, I think when you pray, you talk to God. When you meditate, you listen. Yes. Yeah. And I wasn't listening. And right. that's why the, the joke was on me with that practice. I was giving myself time to listen. And I think he just guided me through that time in our lives to just, you know, get things done. This is what you need to do. This is how you take care of your kids. We can deal with this later. Maybe I needed to put off that grieving process until my kids were grown up, you yeah. know, to, to really go there. Um, and so the meditation practice and the yoga practice really helped me to grow and to just move through that time. Yeah. So that was a big help. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. Centering yourself. And then, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself. You probably like me, were kind of being an actor in your own life in some you know, ways, as far as being told how you were supposed to be and how you were supposed to and all that stuff. And so um, you get to come out of that and it's like, who am I? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting because you're trying to please everybody else. You're being that actor and you're trying to, to be and do what you think everyone else expects of you. People are watching you be a parent. People are watching you be a sister, a mother, a employee. And it's exhausting to try to figure out what everybody else wants from you and to be that. Well, there's that pressure so to much be free perfect and being yourself. Yeah. And yeah. to be perfect and be a certain way. Like, and it's, that's just not real life. I mean, people go through stuff and, you know, you don't need to be judged when no. you're going through something. I mean, it's, it, I right. don't, yeah, it, that, that, that whole thing is so foreign to me now. And just even recently trying to figure out, because I do believe there's a higher power. And so I end up just saying mm-hmm. the universe, but now I feel like I am like it, I am part of, and it's part of me, you know, like it's living inside of me. And you don't need a mediator. You yeah. don't need a middleman. God is not like that. No. Yeah. It is inside of you. It's inside of all of us. So yeah. whether, whether you call it God, call it the source, the creator, the universe, it's all the same thing. Yeah. It's all but, that higher power that if we're open to it, will guide us and teach us and protect yeah. us. It's a very personal, your spirituality is a very personal thing. And yeah don't believe there's just one way there's not (laughs) there's not and it's different for everybody I you know and I really don't know what what's on the other side but I just feel like I'm going to learn everything I can in this life and then I do believe I come back and I learn more and stuff but heck I'm not going to waste it right right exactly so how are your kids I mean did they do you think that they went through the grieving process later then also or are they still going through they were so little 
They were super little. Um, you know, we'll always be going through it. We have times, you know, in our lives when we, we talk about that and we approach that, or we, we look at things that we've saved or, you know, and, and it feels really raw. So, you know, it's like back to square one, maybe, maybe not. Um, I know we're each kind of just dealing with things in our own way. I know we still have a lot of healing to do, you know, and events that happened after he passed away caused a lot of things between the older girls and I that we're still mending Mm. and trying to heal from. And I don't know, but that may even be harder. Yeah. Than dealing with the death of their father. Probably right. It's yeah. So how do you, how do you, is that something that you can, are you feeling stuck with that or do you? No, not stuck. Um, just still going through it, mm-hmm. you know, still treading lightly over some areas, you know, and then just trying to be really, really honest with each other about all of the things, Yeah, you know, hoping that they realize that I had no idea what I was doing. Exactly. You know, and forgive me for mistakes that I made because I only knew what I knew at the time. Right. You know, my belief systems have changed my whole self has changed and theirs has too. And so if we can just embrace each other as we change and we grow and know that things that have happened in the past aren't happening today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to be compassionate to you and themselves. I mean, dang, I can't, I can't even imagine. And that was the only word that was coming to mind this morning when I was thinking about this today was, you know, be kind to yourself in the, that time. Like what, what are some of the things you would tell somebody going through that? I mean, that would be one thing I would say, like be kind. You don't have to be in a certain spot. You don't have, you don't have to do anything. Just be no. where you are. Be where you are and be kind. Yeah. Um, kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up later if you make mistakes or if you make choices Later on, you wish you hadn't made, maybe they weren't mistakes, but you wish you, you know, don't have regrets. You can't change it. You know, you're just going to destroy your peace today. If you're beating yourself up over yesterday, you know, accept the choices you've made and um, continue to be kind to yourself and move on. Do better. If you feel like you need to do better, do the same thing. If that's working for you right until it's not working anymore and then try something new don't be afraid to reach out for help don't be afraid to feel what you feel go through the process there's no deadline there's no timeline there's all these different stages of grief you'll visit them in a different way than anybody else will and that's okay yeah somebody doesn't understand it it's okay it's not their journey it's yours exactly yeah i know i was um saying on another I was talking to another friend the other day and we were talking about mistakes and I said there's really not I don't call I don't like to say mistakes um you know I like to say um you're you're going down the path and you hit a wall you know you can't go anywhere else so you rode that road as long as you can and if you learn from it and grow from it you know like I said I'm not going to do I'm not going to go through something without learning from it so you know, you hit that dead end and then it's like, okay, well, 
there's a window. I'm going to crawl. <laughs> I'm going to crawl out there and yeah. get back on, you know, and yeah. go, go another direction. So yeah, I followed this road and I learned all this stuff. So how is that a mistake? So yeah. So like you were saying, you know, reach out to people or wherever you can get help. Where would you tell people? I mean, I know everybody's, like you said, everybody's journey is different. So, I mean, um, like you said, hospice, family, yeah. probably friends. Um, I don't Find know. a good therapist. Oh, yes. Yeah. Find a good therapist. It may not be your first try, second try. Keep trying until you find somebody that resonates with you. Whether it's just somebody unbiased you can talk to, somebody that can give you tools. Therapy helped me a lot. Yoga helped me a lot. Yoga might not be for everybody, but meditation, even the physical practice, it just helps you give yourself a break. You're not thinking about anything else when you're in that practice. And that's a beautiful place to be in. Was that easy to um, do at first? Or, I mean, did it take practice to like be able to like go, you know, inward and like not think and definitely takes practice. It's, it's the hardest thing to sit still with yourself. You know, we're not programmed. There's so much chatter going on up here all the time and you're never going to quiet your mind completely. Um, but with practice, you learn to redirect your focus back to whatever it is you're focusing on, whether it's your breath, the way you're sitting, if you choose a mantra to repeat to yourself, you know, Pretty soon you'll notice, you'll catch yourself when your mind starts to wander. All the chatter starts up in your head again. They call it the monkey mind, right? (laughs) So when the monkey mind starts to run amok, you will catch that and just acknowledge that. Oh, okay, I'm thinking thoughts. And then you redirect right back to your breath or your mantra. And over time, it becomes so therapeutic. Yeah. So good to get out of that monkey mindset. Now you teach yoga, right? Yes. Do you also teach meditation classes or is that kind of integrated in the yoga class or do you even? I integrate it with yoga, with the physical practice. Yeah. That might be a really good class. It's kind of like a, you know, it could be somebody going through anything really. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, you know, a death, but, you know, the loss of anything, the loss of yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. That would be the greatest class, right? Have you lost right. yourself? Like, um, you know, that would be a really great class, I think, to do. I've thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a meditation <laughs> class, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I really think it's needed because I do. I meditate, too. And I. Yeah. Like, oh. um, so what so you said what helped you. And so what did you learn through that process? About through, your, through the through process part- of, um, you know the whole um, death of your husband and then everything after, like how you Mm -hmm. found yourself again and stuff. So what did that look like? What did, what did you learn? I've learned that I am okay on my own. Mm. I am, I am complete just as I am. I don't need anything or anyone else to complete me. Um, and that, I've learned how to not worry about what other people think about how I'm going through this process. And I've learned to find more compassion for other people and what they're going through. I used to think 
if I was having a really bad patch, you know, I hoped that everybody around me would give me some grace. If I'm being an asshole right now, it's because I'm going through some shit and I hope everybody knows that it's not how it works. No. Redirecting my thoughts to, um, I pray more to understand than to be understood. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Changing that focus. It's not about me. I'm yes, I'm going through what I'm going through, but everybody else is too. Right. And when I can think more about what everybody else is experiencing and just have that compassion for them. I'm not worried about what they think about me. Yeah. And I feel big. free to just be me and not worry about it. So what would you like to leave the listeners with today? What, what were the, like, what are the big, like the biggest thing for you? Like what could somebody have done for you back then? Maybe that you didn't get. Wow. Um, or that you did get and you were like, man, I really needed that. People that encouraged me to love myself. Mm. Yeah. You know, a lot of the mistakes I made were because I didn't love myself. I didn't yeah. honor myself and respect. Hello. That's the big one. Respect yourself. Because if you respect yourself, you're going to love yourself no matter what you're going through. You're going to allow yourself to go through the things, you know, and make good choices for yourself. The things and the people that you choose to surround yourself with. If you have respect for yourself, it's going to make all the difference. I'm sure that time is just like a huge whirlwind, you know? And so just like stop and be quiet and check in with yourself is probably kind of difficult. And you might not even know what you need or want, you know, in that moment. But if you just resonate in that moment and just things will come up, the doors will open, the opportunities will. will come. I mean, it, it, if you are um, looking looking to be better, the universe is going to give it to you. They're going right. to, it's going to find you. Definitely. Learn to trust that intuition because when those little things pop up, if you're second guessing them and you're overlooking them, you're missing opportunities yeah. that are being handed to you. So that's another big one. Learn to trust yourself and your own intuition. Do you feel like your first husband was your soulmate and that you, that you needed to fill that, fill that hole with somebody else to complete you at the time? And, or maybe do you feel like he, that your first husband was your soulmate and nobody could ever take that, take his place? Nobody could ever take his place. No. He's yeah. definitely my soulmate. Um, the mindset that I had at the time, the belief system, my programming, um, I did feel like I would not be complete without another partner. My role in life was to be a wife and a mother. Part of that puzzle piece was missing. And although I knew that nobody could replace Jerry there was still like a hole that needed to be filled in order for me to feel complete. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to fill that role. So I found another partner. I realize now that no, I'm, I'm whole. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you learn through that process? I mean, how, what, how how long was it between the two uh, marriages? What's your first three years, three years. Yeah. So you didn't really, 
Um, I was, I was scared. Like, how can I do this on my own? Raising two kids on my own. You know, I'm not, I'm not being who I'm supposed to be. I need mm -hmm. this, this perfect little picket fence picture in order for my life to be complete. That included a husband. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a programming and it's yeah. unfortunate because had I not had that, I, you know, I, I might've made different choices knowing yeah. that I can do this on my own. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I guess I felt like I, I wasn't capable. I needed, you know, that father figure for my kids that I couldn't be. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other half of me, that partnership, I, I can't do this on my own. So now that I could have, you right. know, I did for a little while. How did you come to that conclusion? Where is it just, you know, I'm so miserable in this that I have to leave. And then you found out you could, you could do it on your own. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah kind of out um, of a survival kind of thing. That's totally. It wasn't, wasn't safe in that place. And for my youngest child, by, by that point, you know, what is she learning from, this relationship yeah wow what she is seeing as normal mm. is not okay that was the key thing was like no this has to change then just plunging head first you know into this back into this world and it's like it's scary and it's hard but I'm gonna do it anyway yeah and did and you find can, that like the doors just I mean things just start working out or like absolutely was it absolutely yeah. yeah. Sometimes the wheels turn really slow and then sometimes just bam, the opportunity is right there. I learned from taking that, that huge step. You know, the first time my life changed, it was changed for me. I had no choice. The second time I made that choice and I took that step to go into this big, scary place with this little kid. And ever since then, that's, that's just how I do it. When something comes up that I'm afraid to do, I can overthink myself out of it or just do it. You just do it. And it becomes so much easier and more doors start to open. And the next thing you know, your whole life has changed and you're transformed. You didn't even see it happening, but holy cow. And it feels good when you accomplish things um, on your own that you didn't think you could or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, once you start walking, you just have to start. You just have to start. <laughs> yes, Very you good. do. Just you start. Do. Just, yeah. And, and then the more things that you do, the more you realize what you're capable of. You set your own limits, really. With, yep. with anything, it's just um, mind over matter because the opportunities are there. The, the money's there. Everything's there. You just have to be um, accepting and open to it um, and the whole process. And get out of your own way. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. That, that is so hard to do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is the hardest, is. the hardest thing to do. Well, I just yeah. want to thank you so much for coming on today. Um, being, I know, you know, you were kind of like, not sure, um, but just being vulnerable and the courage to come on and just maybe open things up again and, you know, talk and the willingness yeah. to share to help somebody else is huge. So I want to just thank you for putting yourself out there. Cause I, I know there's people that friends of mine that need to hear this, um, right now. So I really appreciate you coming cool. on. Yeah. Thank it. you for having me. Yeah. I'm so glad. Thanks All for right. encouraging me.
<laughs> Do the hard, scary things, guys. <laughs> it's worth it. So this is where the interview was supposed to be over and Quetta and I just started talking about what's been going on with us and where she starts sharing how she found herself basically. And so I just want you to focus on the sound of her voice and how you can hear the joy in her voice that she has found her calling, that she has found the thing that makes her so happy and the thing that she was born to do. So let's listen in now on that part of her journey. And it was so stressful. Like I lost weight. I lost hair. I was just big and still like with my kid, you know, we couch surfed for like a year after (laughs) I left her dad and we finally settled in a place. And now I'm like, what what am I going to do? Like I could feel it coming and I'm trying not to manifest that. I'm going to lose this job. No, you're not. No, you're not. Think positively. Okay, God, this is the day that it's all going to click. And then I go home. It didn't click. Yeah. And it was, isn't that so funny? Cause the universe is going poke, 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 like absolutely move, get out of here. Right. Get out of your own way. Just plant your feet more. And you're just like asking the universe to change it. And it's like, no, this is not where you're supposed to be. I'm not going to change. Right. Right. And I'm trying so hard because all I can see is the rent and the bills. Yeah. I was teaching yoga at the time, just an evening here and an evening there and a Saturday there because how yoga had helped me heal and get through life, I knew that I wanted to help other people. I wanted to share this with them and hold that space for somebody Mm -hmm. else who's who's changing, who's struggling. And so I became a yoga instructor and like, man, I wish I could do this all the time. This is what I want to do. This is how I help people. This is how I please people. I don't have to be a people pleaser when I'm doing that work because they're doing their own work. I'm just holding that space. That helped me, right? Well, making a living as a yoga instructor, you know, unless you own a studio or you teach in 30 different studios, it's just, it's just not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see how that was going to happen. And then I got fired. Holy crap. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm an unemployed part-time yoga instructor with a kid to support. Yeah. So a good friend of mine said, what are you worried about? Get on unemployment. I've never been on unemployment before. What do I do? <laughs> Get on unemployment. You've been paying into it for 30 years. Use it. They yeah. can help you go to school. They can help you learn something new or go back to billing. I don't want to do that. So I got on unemployment. I looked at their programs and there's this program for massage therapy. Mm. They would help me get financial aid to go back to school. I never thought of being a massage therapist until I saw that program. And I'm like, wow, that goes hand in hand with yoga. Yoga is like somatic therapy. Emotional release happens when you open the body. Okay. So I got financial aid and I went back to school for a year, teaching yoga part-time, drawing unemployment going to school to become a massage therapist. I'm like, okay, now we're going to put these together back to long story short. So I rent a studio where I teach yoga and, um, I built some clientele. It took me a couple of years. The pandemic actually helped me. It was so crazy because after everything shut down and they real, they allowed us to, to do body work outside 
Mm-hmm. You know, when gyms started opening up again and they're like, well, you can work out outdoors. You can teach yoga outdoors. Massage therapy council, California said we could do massage outside. Oh, so okay. at the gym where I teach yoga, they were doing CrossFit outside in these yeah. big tents. I snagged one of those tents, hung up some tapestries and just made this little outdoor oasis oh, and cool. the visibility being out there doing it. Boom. It just exploded. Oh, wow. So I, I teach like 10 classes a week at Excel. I have my studio right there next to the yoga studio where I do body work. So I just schedule clients in between yoga classes. Yeah. And I had no idea you did massage. Yeah. No this idea. is what I do now all day, every day. Um, I get to be myself. I get to talk about crystals and sound bowls and <laughs> know, like right? universe manifesting <laughs> shit and, and make people feel good, help them make themselves feel good every single day. That is so and I'm cool. just being me. I'm not being an actor anymore. Yes. I can be That's goofy. I can be silly. I'm, I'm just a silly, goofy, weird person, <laughs> but that's just who I am. And it like, it, it totally works, right? <laughs> it just, it's so cool. I am so happy. That is so with cool. What I do now. I don't promote it that much because that goes right back to the whole like being afraid to put myself out there. So I'm still growing. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning, you know, doing this with you today. It's like, wow, I'm afraid to put myself out there. I didn't do a lot of advertising, a lot of promoting just because like I try to create a post or a meme or something I can and it's like the words just disappear they just just get trapped in there this is gonna sound yeah this is gonna sound corny or you know this is gonna look weird why not just take a chance you know maybe maybe this will help nudge that door open for me a little bit farther so I thank you for encouraging me to do this because again it's just stepping into that scary place and yeah. Teaching yoga for me was so hard. I'm so afraid of people. Uh-uh. <laughs> I used to be so afraid of people. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be seen and heard. And here I'm choosing to do something where you're standing in front of a room of people telling them, who am I to do that? Right. Love yourself. So how did you get you're, past you're that? Here. Like now you love it, right? Like I do. Just practice. Uh, you just kept doing it. and Just doing it just doing the scary thing. I'm going to go in there and I try to be perfect at first. And then that failed. I get so dyslexic when I'm teaching, raise your right hand. You can do this side. Oh, we already did that side. What I learned by doing that was it's okay. Yeah. Just like how I wish I would have shown my kids years ago. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to Uh, grieve and to be angry or sad. It's okay in front of my class to goof up. Yep. They're like, oh, okay. You know, well, we laugh about it. Right. So, yeah. Well, you're more relatable when, you, when you're not perfect. Be real. Way be more. authentic. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It's relatable. Oh, I don't have to be perfect when I come to class because she's not perfect either. We're going right. to laugh about it when we fall <laughs> on our face. Okay. That's cool. So then, yeah, <laughs> finally that fear. And so I, I'm like, okay. I can do this next scary thing. Oh, I don't want to do it. Okay. Just do it. Yeah. You know, it should be like, I'm about to learn something, you know, like I'm so excited I'm about to grow. Um, yeah. We had to do live streams last year when everything shut down, the yoga studio was like, all right, we'll do live streams. 
So I was oh, live on Facebook, but it was a private group. It was our yoga students. But even that was awkward and scary at first. We just got thrown right into it. So it's like sink or swim. You have to do it. There was another opportunity mm. to just face the scary thing, do your best. And that's good enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was, it was awesome. I go back and cringe looking at some of those videos <laughs> now, but actually, you know what? Some of them are pretty damn good. <laughs> like we did good. Like every one of our instructors that had to go on there and live stream, it's like, we nailed it. That's cool. And we had no idea what we were doing. So <laughs> I'm really glad this is just an audio podcast. Yeah. Video podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating or a comment. It would help get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. You can click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.